0: Genesis chapter number 12 is where I want you to go and sit right there for a minute. Then I'm going to flip somewhere else, um, and then we're going to catch up together. Is that all right? All right, cool. Let's go to Genesis chapter number 12. It's a little uh, lengthy in our reading, so we're going to read that in a second. But I want to read one other passage of scripture um, that I believe will allow us to paint a picture um, of what God wants to say to us today. Amen. Let us pray. Father, we thank you again for this opportunity to come before your presence. God, we give your name the glory. We give your name the honor. We certainly give your name the praise for uh, you alone, O God, are worthy of all of our praise and our honor, O God. And Father, we ask even now that as the songwriter said, we want you to breathe on us, O God. The hearts that we have, we give them to you, God. We submit ourselves to you. We bow in your presence, O oh God, we submit ourselves. We decrease, God, that you might increase. To speak to our hearts today, we give your name the glory, the honor, and the praise. In Jesus' name, Amen. Now, if you're if you are um, if, if if you can do two things at one time, I want you to keep your finger in Genesis and then flip to Philippians chapter number three. All right. Philippians chapter number three. So only the people that can do two things at once, do it. If you can't do two things at once, stay in Genesis. All right. Because that's where that's where we're going to be for the majority of the message. Amen. Ephesians chapter number three, verse number 12 and 13 is what I want to read, actually down to 14. And so most of us are iPhone users. So we're already there. So we're going to start reading. Verse number 12 says, uh, "Paul is writing, he said, not that I have already attained or am, that I am already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of what which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Verse 13 says, brethren, I do not count myself to have to have apprehended. But one thing that I do is forgetting those things which are behind me and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. Verse number 14 concludes this way. It says, I will press towards the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. All right. So now that's where we want to begin to paint the beginning of this picture. That's going to be the base on our canvas. Now, when you look at this passage of scripture, you hear that Paul was writing and he said, "Um, I'm going to press forward. OK, on last week, we heard Pastor Kevin give such an eloquent message, and he talked about all the great things that Ember has had the privilege of doing in 2018. He highlighted the uh, I-58. He highlighted uh, love in action. He highlighted countless other things that this ministry has had the opportunity to take part in. And we talked over lunch and he told me, he said, I, I, I ran out of time, so I had to skip over some stuff. And that's a testament to what the members of this church are doing. But how many of us can be honest this morning and personally say that there were some things that we wanted to do in 2018 that we didn't achieve? Okay, maybe the people online are being honest. But, but, but there's some of us who can be honest and say, I set some lofty goals in 2018 and I didn't achieve all of them. And I'm a little frustrated because I pushed and I pushed and I pushed and I pushed. And it seemed like none of those things gave way. So this morning, I, I, I want to remind you what Paul said. You have to forget those things which are behind you, right? You got to forget those failures of 18 and press forward into 19. You, you can't be so uh, bound by what didn't go right in 18 that you start 19 off the wrong way. So my goal this morning is to give you three words, a couple things to push you, and hopefully and preferably you'll begin to paint a picture of in 19 that will bring about the fruit that you've been desiring. Is that all right? And so Paul said, the first thing that I have to do is I have to forget this stuff. And, and I know God has been gracious to Ember, and some of us have checked off everything that we desire to do, and I praise God for that. But then there's some of us that's even saying, even though I did those things, there's even more that I want to do in God. And the one thing that you have to make sure you do, and this is extra credit, you have to make sure that you don't allow the blessings of yesterday to be the hindrance for the blessings tomorrow. Okay, I'm going to say that again, because if you're not careful, you can look at the success that you've had on today and you'll begin to be complacent and you'll become satisfied and you won't push as hard as you need to, because God has given you the desires of your heart. But how many of you know that the God that we serve wants to give us more? Somebody shout more. And so we have to make sure we have to make sure that we forget those things of yesterday so that we can move forward to the things that God has for us. And the reason why I started there was was because I need you to really understand that if you hold on to the failures of yesterday, you'll mess up your tomorrow. I started this thing in my office where I write a statement on my board every week. Every Monday, I write something on the board and every every usually was every Monday. But then the Lord gave me something last year that's been on there for probably about four months. And what he said was my today was affected by my yesterday and how I handle it will affect my tomorrow. And so depending on how you deal with what God is presenting you with today will indicate what it is that you're able to achieve on tomorrow. So let's go to Genesis chapter 12. Let's go to Genesis chapter 12. In Genesis chapter number 12, there's a man by the name of Abram. He he was put in a very peculiar situation. He uh, heard the Lord give him some instructions. He said, I need you to leave your mother and father's land, and I need you to go into this land that I'm going to show you. And when you look at the scripture now, you, you, I want you to see this because I, I believe it's a beautiful picture of obedience. Anybody here struggle sometimes being obedient? Don't raise your hand. (laughs) You know, you you do know that partial obedience is still disobedience. Okay, I'm going to say that again. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, God, I did some of it. That ain't good enough. And so in Genesis chapter number 12, verse number 1, it says, Now the Lord had said to Abram, Get out of your father, out of your country, from your father and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great. Anybody want their name to be great? Oh, come on. I I, I want the Lord to use me so that I can reach even more. You can be humble enough to say, God, I want to still be great for your glory. And so he he said, and you shall be a blessing, and I will bless those that bless you, and I will curse those that curse you, and in your families of the earth shall be blessed. Now, verse number four, Abram called his father and asked his father what he should do. Somebody said, "Mm mm-mm. Abram Abram called... uh, his his best friend and said, Well, the Lord has, has spoken to me and, and challenged me to do some stuff, and I, I'm thinking about doing it, but but, but I want to know what you have to think about it first. He didn't say that either. He 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 said, uh well well, well, well God, if 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 you really want me to do it, then um I, I, I need you to, to cause the sun to stand still. He he didn't say that either. Um verse number four, he said, I I call uh, Chris Bender and because and, and I, I know he has a word. And if, if the Lord was speaking this to me, then I know Bender can confirm it. And, and so I'm waiting on Bender to tell me. Did, did he say that either? Verse number four, it says he departed. He departed. How many of us have missed some of the blessings of God because we've conferred with other people? as opposed to moving when God said move. How, how many of us are have, have, have forfeited the blessings of God because we wanted to hear what other people thought about it before we said what God told us to say? You have to be in a place where your relationship with God is solid enough that when God begins to say something to you, you'll be able to move, and you'll move in total obedience. Think about this. He 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 was told to move and didn't even know where he was going. But he had a level of faith and a level of trust in God that no matter what God said, he was going to be obedient to what God said. Let me help you, because some of you are struggling. You said well, Pastor, uh, my, my faith level is not there. The way that you get your faith level to a place that you can move boldly is by simply remembering the battles and the, and the things that God has already done for you in the past. I, I believe it was David that said he was with me when I slayed the bear. He, he was with me when I slayed the lion. And, and, and so now I know that this uncircumcised Philistine is no match for the God that I serve. And it's only because he was able to remember that God has never failed him. The song we just sung said, you never, you're never going to let me down. And I believe that if you look back over your life, you'll be able to see God's hand move in such a way that you know God has spoken to you, God wants to prosper you, God wants to bless you, but it requires you to move in total obedience. So the first word that we want to talk about this morning is the word commitment. Somebody shout commitment. Commitment is when you make an unwavering declaration to say, God, no matter what it is that you're desiring for me to do, I'm going to do it. The way that you can be blessed in 2019 is make a commitment to God that God, no matter what it is that you call me to, I'm going to press into it because I know that if you're with me, I know I can achieve every objective that you laid before me. You know, if you, I believe if you were right by the gym this morning, uh, yesterday morning rather, you, you saw some people who made some commitments. <laughs> They, they made some commitments to say, you know, these, these ten pounds, I'm, I'm gonna get rid of them. I'm gonna sign up for the gym, and, and, and I'm gonna go every single day, and I'm gonna work real hard, and, 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 and they'll be good until about March. What you think, Ogle? <laughs> March will come, and, 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 and they'll be uh, steadfast, and then something will begin to move. Maybe February. I was trying to be nice. And so. In, my Greek is not as, as proficient as my big brother's, but I was, I was studying this word, this word start. That, and, and that's the title of the message, just start. Just start. And, and, and I was studying this, and the word start, there's a, there's a Greek verb that means to depart. The problem that stops many of us from moving into what God has for us is because we don't totally understand that when we start something, we have to make a commitment to depart from something. That was deeper than y'all shouted. I, I, I want to do this, but but and I'm going to start this year, but as soon as you have to realize, because this is one the gym folk, as soon as you realize that you can't eat the cupcake, <laughs> I'm out. And, 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 as soon as you realize that you have to depart from something, that's when you begin to struggle, and what you once started now becomes frozen in time. And my prayer is this morning that every Ember member, every guest, everybody watching online will make a declaration that I'm going to start. And I know it requires me to depart from something. Uh, what, what I'm going to start is I'm going to start this year and off right. And maybe some of the people that I was associated with in 18, I got to depart from them. I, I, I got to leave them behind. I, I can't start on this path that I believe is a great path, but I'm not willing to leave some stuff. That profited me nothing. If if you look at the text, the text said when he, he spoke to Abram, he said, I, Now I'm gonna make it plain. Because some of us uh, we would have tried to compromise from the beginning and we would have said, Hold up. In order for me to leave my father's house, I I wanna I wanna take some, some folk with me. I I wanna bring my father with me. I I wanna bring my mother with me. I I wanna bring my cousins with me. He he said, You have to leave, sometimes you have to leave what's familiar to get what's next. There were some people that were struggling at 18, and they were on the verge of getting what God had for them. But the moment they walked into something that was uncomfortable or something that was unfamiliar, they began to retreat and go back to what made them feel good. So in 2019, my my prayer is that you'll make a commitment to God that no matter what it is that he calls you to, you'll be steadfast, unwavering, always abounding in the promises that you made to our God and our Lord and Savior. That's what he did. He said, I, I, I'm I, going to go. Verse four, it says, and, and and Abram departed. How many of you know that there's a blessing in obedience? When you're obedient to God, He he begins to bless you and he'll begin to have mercy and grace and begin to push you into a place that you never even thought was imaginable but you got to be committed. You, you know, I know it don't look like it now, but a couple years ago, I had made a commitment to the gym and to myself that I was going to get in shape. And now, it seems like every couple of days, I see a Facebook reminder that shows me what I used to look like. And I, I stretch my head, Mike, because I don't have the muscle mass that I used to. And, and now, I'm saying I'm going to make a commitment that I'm going to get back to where I was. I'm holding my stomach in. <laughs> And so we have, to, we, we have to make a commitment. We have to make a commitment. I want everybody in here, you know what it is that you need to commit to. You know what requires your commitment to change the circumstances of yesterday. You, you know, maybe it's spending more time with God. Maybe, maybe it's positioning yourself in a position where you can hear God. Maybe it's, it's launching out in the deep and, and it seems scary, but, but God is a water walker. He'll be with you, but you have to make a commitment to him. And so Abram said, all right, so you you want me to go? You want me to go? And I I was struggling on the order of the three words because I I was going to talk about commitment. I was going to talk about action. And then I was going to talk about attitude. And so originally I said I was going to talk about commitment first, then attitude and then action. But then the Lord started stirring some stuff last night. And he said, "Uh, Robinson, you got the last two out of order. You you, you got to shift those because I, I, I need you to understand how important attitude is in 2019. I, I'm not talking about attitude and, and just being nice to people. I I'm, I'm talking about attitude in such a way that no matter what it is that God calls you to do, your attitude will not shift. It will not waver. But you'll be steadfast and you'll trust God no matter what it requires you to give up. Your attitude. Because if you read the scripture a little longer, uh, see, it's easy to go and it's easy to be commitment when things are easy. But it's when things get hard, your attitude begins to shift. Your, your mindset begins to turn. You, you begin to question some things because it's requiring you to have a different mindset or a different focus now. But God is saying, because when you look and you understand the story of, of Abram, you, you'll understand that he said, now there's a mountain that's coming up. And on that mountain, I need you to take your son that's with you. And I, I, I need you to, to take him up there and tie him up. And I need you to sacrifice him for me. A lot of the mother's attitudes just shifted. Now, if he would say sacrifice your husband. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> but he challenged them. He challenged him with something that meant a lot. And he wanted to see if it was going to change his attitude. He wanted to see if his attitude was going to shift. Or, or Are you going to now question that I am God? Now are you going to question the promises that I made to you? Because you have to understand something. When you read the scripture, he told me, he said, now if you do this stuff, I'm going to bless you. And, and some of us, we get to a place that we believe in the blessings of God and the promises of God. But as soon as God puts us in a hard situation, we begin to doubt some stuff. God, you said you was going to do this. You say, yeah, I, I didn't change my mind. I didn't change my mind. Some of us should have had blessings last year that should have shown up two other years prior. But our attitude wasn't right. When the rubber hit the road, when our backs were against the wall, when it required us to have to stand up and stand bold on God's behalf, we we began to waver and our attitude shifted. In 2019, if you commit yourself to those three words, if you're committed to whatever it is that God calls you to. I, I, I'm talking about even serving the people that, that, that you wish you weren't even connected to. Because he'll challenge you sometimes like that. If, if you're committed to doing no matter what it is that he laid in front of you, if you commit to it, I believe without a shadow of a doubt, that's one of the first things that'll that'll drastically change your future forever. There's some people, you you know, you, you, God tells them to do something and they jump right then and there. It, it doesn't require them to have to uh, meditate. It doesn't require them to have to fast. They just know that God is who he is. And if God called them to it, then they're going to do it because God has a purpose in it. I'll get ready to wrap up, and I'll tell you this. Jeremiah 29 11 says, For I know the plans that I have for you, declared the Lord, plans to prosper you and not harm you, but to give you hope and a future. You're going to go through some difficult times in 19, but his plan is not to harm you. His plan is not to harm you. You know, we we had a side conversation in Ember uh, last night where people was asking, well, why doesn't God do certain things sometimes when he, he promised to do? I said, because God has a plan. God has a purpose. God's going to work these things out. The things that we think we can comprehend, we have no idea. But if we just simply play our part, if we play our part, if we're committed to what he lays in front of us, if we're committed to it, we, we we make a desire to go after it, and, and we don't hold back. We we press, and no matter what folks say about us, we press our way into it. And then when we reach the difficult place, if we can guard our attitude, to say, listen, I know it doesn't look like what God promised me, but God is a promise keeper. God is a promise keeper. I, it, it looks no way, nothing like what he promised me the other night. But I know he's still a promise keeper. And I'm going to trust him until I'm done. I'll end with this story. How many of you guys like the Summer Olympics? Anybody like the Summer Olympics? I love the Summer Olympics. There, there, there was somebody I, I used to always, um, it was maybe because my, my older cousins were track athletes, they, they would always call me to, to make sure we watched the, the 200 meters and, and the 100 meters. Because if you could win the 100 meters and the 200 meters, then you could walk around for, what, four years with the title of being the fastest man in the world. And I was was, was thinking about this, Pastor Cam, this week. And, you know, many times we we hear people say, oh, it doesn't matter how you start. It just matters how you finish. Oh, it doesn't matter how you start. It's it's, it's just, just, baby, it just just matters how you finish. I want to challenge that thinking this morning. I want to challenge that thinking. I want to challenge it. Because too long, we've started slow intentionally. And we spent years and years and months trying to catch up to a place that we should have already been. So this year, I I don't want you to play catch up. Yeah, Yeah, catch up is a great story. You know, I, I was going to play a video and, and show you some of the greatest track and field uh, comebacks ever. But God said, that's not me. Yeah, I can clean up your mess. But why should I have to clean up when we can start it the right way? We, we, we can start it. The, yeah, I got grace. Yeah, I have mercy. But but I also have blessings for obedience. So why overuse Mercy and grace in 2019, when you can uh, overload on obedience. Yeah. So this year, this is what I want us to do. I, I, I remember watching Carl Lewis. Anybody remember Carl Lewis? Carl Lewis was one of the fastest men in the world. But then there was somebody else that came along, because I, I don't never remember Carl Lewis running the 200. Maybe he did, but, but nobody ran the 200 um, like, like Michael Johnson. Michael Johnson was able to put his feet in the starting block. And I, I was studying this, and they said if it, this, the 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 starting block it has some pressure points on it, that if you come off of this thing too fast, it, it it'll call a false start. But God is saying, I'm not worrying about false starts. I want you to press into this things as fast as you can. I want you to catapult yourself in such a way that when you get ready to lift your head up, your competition will be nowhere to be found. And that's what God wants to do. He doesn't want you to. To, to, to run side by side with the devil. He wants you to outrun him. He wants you to outrun him. But you got to start right. You got to start right. Be committed to it. You We talked about it last night in the prophetic conference. The Lord uh, pulled back the soil and, and exposed the roots of some things that, um, that, that grew up in our lives in 2018 and, and bear bad fruit. And I told him last night, I said, my, my prayer is that now that you see the roots, of what bear, what bear those, those bad fruit, I, I want you to deal with them. I want you to deal with them. I want you to uproot them. I want you to pluck them up. And I'm telling this group this morning, I want you to put your feet in the starting block. I want you to put your head down. I want you to have blindness to the point that you're not consumed or concerned with the people that are next to you. But you chase after God. Paul said this one thing, I'm going to press after the mark. I'm going to press after the mark. And I want to pray for some people. I want to pray for some people this morning. This is how we're going to do ministry time this morning. There are some people who you, you've allowed some stuff to come in 2019 that prevented you from starting the way that you're supposed to. You know, one of the first things I said when I started was you have to get over past failures. And some of you guys brought past failure to the starting line. And you're starting behind those failures. So now you gotta try to get in front of them before you can even run the race. But God is saying, if you leave those past failures behind you and you step to the line and you start this thing off the right way, I promise you, I can change your life. I promise you, I can change your life. And there's some people that are here who brought some of those things in and it's great that God's grace and mercy is available. And I want you to come to this altar. We want some of our ministry leaders, Kim, and some of the other folk that pray. Um, we want to do a prayer altar call the way that we started doing it last week. But I want to pray for these individuals first. So please don't leave. Please don't go anywhere because we're going to give you other guys an opportunity to come if you have other desires. But we want to pray for that group of people. You brought some things in. I see some of your faces. I, I, I see some of the tears starting to flow. Don't be afraid. Don't be ashamed. I want you to come from where you are. I want you to come to this altar so we can pray with you. I want you to come, Pastor Kevin, if you'll join me, if you'll join me, Pastor um, Kendra and Brantley and Kim, We want to pray. And if if, if you're starting this year off right and you're good, you didn't bring anything over, that's cool. But we want to take time and be intentional for the people who have brought some things over and they've been wanting God to move, but they're starting themselves out at a disadvantage. God is saying, let me trade that from you. Let's 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 make an exchange. Let me give you a clean start. Come on. Come on, wherever you are, come on, wherever you are, wherever you are, wherever you are, come on. Come on. And if you're fine, I want you to be praying out there. Baron, you guys, come on. Come on. Just come up to one of the leaders and let's just pray for him. Let's just pray for him. Let's pray for him. Grab somebody and pray for him. Come on, Bender. If you'll come help me. Come on, come on. Clean starts, 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 clean start. Don't be at a disadvantage. Don't be at a disadvantage. Don't put yourself at a disadvantage when God's desiring for you to be able to get out of the starting blocks the way that He intended. Come on, come on. All over this building, let's pray. All over this building, let's pray. Those that are online watching, if you have a desire, we want you to just type it in. Send us a, a direct message. We'll pray for you as well. But we want this year to be the best year ever. And we want to take advantage of this opportunity to get a clean slate. Father, we thank you for this congregation that's moving into this new year. Father, allow them to start. Allow them to be committed. Allow them, oh God, to have everything that they need to reach the finish line. God, don't allow them to run at a disadvantage, but allow them to run boldly and fast, oh God, the way that you desired for them to, the same way that Elijah ran from that mountain. Allow them to run with passion, oh God, to see what you have laid up before them. Father, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. For all that you're going to do if you have any other desires any other prayer requests that you have we want you to come to this altar as well maybe maybe your your issue is not starting how you're starting but your issue is pastor i'm just having a hard time and i'm starting this new year out i i'm looking for a job and i'm looking for a way to give myself an opportunity we want you to come to this altar we have people that are going to minister to you after we finish praying but we want you to come to this altar if you have any desires that that you need help with We want you to come to this altar. If you were here on last week, Pastor Kevin opened up the altar. He had those who were coming that needed employment, those that that needed prayer for health. He he had prayer for all of those individuals. We want you to come if you have a need, if you have a desire. We don't want you to leave out of this place without letting one of our ministry leaders know what your needs and your desires are. Because one of Pastor Kevin's missions and goals this year is to make sure that Ember becomes a holistic ministry. But we're not just giving you Jesus, but we're giving you more than that. We're giving you hope. We're giving you a way out. We're giving you the things that will allow you that when you get home, if you are unemployed, that the phone will start ringing and somebody will reach out to you and say, we have a job for you. We need you. If that's you, we want you to come. We want you to come. If you have any other prayer requests, let us stand all over the building. Let's stand together. Let's stand together on one accord. Let's stand together on one accord. If you have any prayer requests, any issues, we want you to come. 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 If you have a prayer request, an issue, we want you to come. We don't want you to leave out of this place. They're coming now. We don't want you to leave out of this place without letting one of our ministry leaders know what it is that you're in need of. First lady, kid, if you come, if you'll stay up here with us to see what the needs are. If there's any needs, listen to me. Don't leave out of this place. Don't leave out of this place without letting us know what your issues, what your prayer request is, because we would be uh, we would be careless. We would be careless to allow you to leave out of here. And the only thing that we gave you is Jesus. The Bible has called us to do more. And so we want to stand in the gap with you. We want to be what we can be to help you live a life of prosperity, a whole life, a life that will change your generations to come after you. We want you to come from wherever you are. If you're here, we want you to come. 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 If there's no other requests, I want to pray a blessing over everybody that pressed their way out here today. I want you to lift your hands in the air this morning as we begin to pray. Father, we thank you that 2018 didn't take us out. But God, you've allowed our eyes to behold a brand new year. And Father, we thank you for the great things that you have in store for this church, for this ministry, and for those that are here under the sound of my voice. Father, we pray that you would give us a skill set the resources, oh God, to chase after you in such a supernatural way that we'll transform our lives and transform them drastically. Father, we pray now that every hand that is lifted up, everything that they need, oh God, to bring them in total completion and total wholeness, oh God. Father, we pray that you will begin to line them up with the people, the resources, the church, everything that they need, God, that they may be able to run this race and talk about this was the year that their lives were made whole. God, we want right now that you will begin to shower those blessings down. Bless right now, God, as only you can. For your word says that you own the cattle on a thousand hills. The earth and the fullness thereof is yours. So, God, I pray for every lack that's in this ministry, every lack that's in my in, in my presence, every lack, oh, God, that's not here, be it peace, be it health, be it wealth, be whatever it is, God. Father, my prayer is that you will address it and that you will answer it. Father, respond to it. This is our prayer this morning. As we position ourselves to run in this new year, bless everybody that's come out today. Bless them, God, in a supernatural way. Father, we ask even now, that as we dismiss ourselves from this place, that you will never dismiss us from your presence. Now, God, we ask that you would just breathe on us that we might continue to uplift your name. In the name of Christ Jesus, we pray and ask it all. And the redeemed of the Lord said, Amen, amen, and amen. Go in peace.